Hey, Nico. Yeah? Do you, do you know what CODA means? I do. What does it mean? Children of Adept Adults. Did you know that before True. this movie? I did not. <laughs> True, but did you both also know that it means the concluding passion, passage of music in a composition? I did. <laughs> you did? <laughs> he just I showed did. you up. Mark, what are we watching this week? Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspects. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm going to make him an awful again with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. I mean, we kind of really showed our poker hand there, but uh, we're watching the most recent Best Picture winner, Coda. The streaming Apple TV history-making movie of last year. And we're going to get into it, but for those that need a, a little uh, background. Gloucester, Massachusetts. As a child of deaf adults and the only hearing person in her family, high school senior Ruby Rossi always has a lot on her plate. Indeed, trying to juggle back-breaking work on her father's fishing boat, schoolwork, so school life, social life, and the family's expectations can be too much for a teenager. But do her parents know Ruby loves to sing? When Ruby signs up for the school choir, singing becomes a passion, and suddenly the talented young girl finds herself at a crossroads. Should Ruby spread her wings and follow her dreams, or should she keep fighting everyday battles as a member of the proud Rossi clan? That was from Nick Reganis and his contribution to IMDb. Thank you, Nick. I liked your uh, recap, and uh, you had the same name as uh, one of our comrades here on the show. So, how are we, boys? Kudos. I'm feeling great. This movie enhanced my week, so thank you for choosing it. I really hey, mean that. I mean, you guys chose it. I just suggested it. But uh, thanks, I'll take thanks all the for credit. I'll take it all. Thanks for making it happen. I know. But uh, Jeffrey, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, this movie, even though it was the fourth time I've seen it, and a probably what what is this three month period? Yep. Two, four month period. Two and a half. Um, I can say it also enhanced my week. Yeah, it's rare. We don't say that on this podcast often. So, I, I saw it after boating, actually, all day. I wanted a chill Saturday night, and I was like, it's time to watch it. That's what I was texting you guys. And it just compl- it completed the perfect summer day, and I was just like, man, this is, summer's going to be great. And yeah. that movie really added to it. And it's speaking funny, of night, actually, Nico, you're, I, you're outside right now for, the, for our listeners. Nico's trying... He's doing some outside uh, recording tonight. But, he's potting. Uh, he's potting with nature. We're in the mid- um, We're in the midst of a heat wave in Denver. So, so in, in reference to, to the film we, in reference to the film we just saw, are the stars as beautiful outside as they are when you were on the boat? <laughs> or? I, I didn't. I didn't make it that far, but I love that you referenced that. So. Uh, so we uh, we obviously all just saw. Nico just saw this movie finally, but. Um, we were all late Jeff, to the game on this movie, though. I can we, say. we were all yeah, late to the we game. Yeah, we were. We really were. I mean, I saw this Oscar morning. And <laughs> I saw I this love the you. week before. 
I saw this the week before Oscars, and I think I told you guys you had to see it. But like, so it, it, we were, well, and we're, we're all, all infamous. late to the game. <laughs> we're all late, but we're all infamous for trying to watch as many of you know these the best you know, quote knows. unquote you know award winning films as possible because. But Mark, I feel the fact that you saw that on Oscar morning makes it that much more of an Oscar memory, right? Oh, it, it, oh, don't worry, I'll never forget. Yeah, you'll never forget because Jeff, what? Like, here's the other thing. One of Jeff's other favorite movies, and I can't even remember the name. I watched that. The worst too. person in the world. Yeah, worst yeah, person thank in you. the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another worst... fantastic film. It is. Fan... It was. It was for fantastic. Our listeners out there. So I watched Worst Person in the World first, and then my wife and I watched Coda, and oh my gosh! I, as soon as That's I finished, it. that I was... is such a twosome. Like... I, it was. It was. But but as you can see, I forgot the name of Worst Person in the World. So no, that that just kudos to Coda. And I know Jeff loved Worst Person in the World, and I liked it too. I enjoyed it and too. I, but I, just, I also like Coda better, though. I yeah, think those yeah, were my Coda's, one and number two movies of the year last year. I think they were, but I, I mean, it's just this is just the feel good movie of feel good movies, and I have no problem admitting every bit of it. Is this movie just brings happy tears to my face, and I loved everything about it. And then it goes on to win Best Picture that night. It was only up for three Oscars. And it wins all three. It wins the screenplay, and it wins Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Troy Kosser, the dad, wins Best Supporting Actor, and he's phenomenal. Should have been nominated for more. He should have nominated for at least one more. For sure, for sure. And it's one of only like a handful of films that doesn't get nominated for Best Editing and becomes uh, a Best Picture winner. So that that, apparently that never happens, which I, I stumbled upon that when we were researching, but. And, All right, we're here uh, though. We're 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 here talking about it. So I actually do want to. I'm gonna go off script a little bit here because I do I do think it's worth being brought up because um, it has been talked about by a lot of like the movie going public and a lot of critics and stuff. Nick, you're a big. You're actually both of you are big um, Oscar historians. Um, but Nick, you're actually one of the more critical people I know of the Oscars and how they often get it wrong. Yeah. It feels like you feel like they got it right this year. I do. Or this is, I, I feel like club. they haven't got it right since Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> will really, this oh, will That's this so win? funny that you mentioned that movie. This movie makes me get all the feels like Slumdog Millionaire. Will this, like Slumdog Millionaire then, will this win stand the test of time? Because there's a lot of writing and critics out there that, that think that people reacted to this movie because of the way they made it feel. And not because of the quality of the film. I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm saying that's a that is a narrative that is out there. And I'm curious if you think five years down the line we're gonna be like, man, Coda, one of the best movies I've seen. Or do you think it'll be like, yeah, it kind of at that moment in time, it was kind of the movie we needed after a, a really hard couple of years. No, but it was I, I just a good movie. I, I think, that's, I think, I think outside, it's going to stand the test of time. I do but too. I, was curious I, think, of your I thoughts. think nothing related to the pandemic. It was just a, I don't even think feel good movie. This movie actually kind of made me sad. I'll get into it later, but I think it was completely worthy. I think it will stand the test of time, and I think more people will di- will discover it as time goes on. This is the least watched. I love best, that. best picture winner I've ever seen. This and the artist, right? Like I didn't even bother watching the artist. I'll be honest. That's about interesting. It, right? um, <laughs> the artist. Sean the artist Fe- is worth watching. Sean Fantasy of The Ringer. Yeah. Sean Fennessy of The Ringer actually says he thinks this movie could get forgotten like The Artist in a really? couple of years. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I don't think, think so. Well, this movie, this movie's going to get forgotten for sure because nobody, so many people are never going to have watched it. 
simply I'm because as many films as I can because it's yeah it's so easily but, watched. But but right? it, it, it's easy to watch for people for that are our age or younger mm-hmm. and, and our older generations. This is not an easy watch. Yeah, unless they have Apple TV. Right. And they got to go use technology, which is against their nature, right? For sure, but you can't you can't go to the theater to see this. They didn't put it back in the theater. You can't go to Target and buy the DVD. It doesn't exist. We have a close like, friend. I won't mention him by name, but he actually had a hard time finding this movie because he refused to subscribe to <laughs> Apple TV. Oh, that's true. That's true. We do. Good burn. That, that's true. Right. Good he was he was super stubborn this whole for months too. I know. And, I mean, gosh, and then it turned out the behold. buttons the buttons were right in front of him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it did, <laughs> did, did turn right that. And he but did finally point, see that. He did finally this, see it. This friend loves movies. How many friends that don't love them as much as we do won't 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 push that button? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point. I, I was yeah. talking about it all day at brunch, and this movie really affected me the next day. And I was literally there was, I was getting choked up at. At brunch over no reason. I know it's Coda related. I'm telling you, like I, it, I mean, oh, that's okay. This movie I, chokes me up every time. I'll go ahead. No, but does it choke I'll, you up the next day later when you're talking about like nothing that matters? You know, I, I mean, it's I, still no, living in back, my body. I've been thinking about this film. This is the fourth time I saw it last night. I've been thinking about this film all day. This this film hits me. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and segue into my like moment in time real quick. Um, saw it. It was actually the last of the best picture noms that I saw. Um, not because I wanted to see it, Lee, it's just the last that I had gotten to. So I watched it on an airplane. Um, uh, I was damn near tearing up on the damn airplane. Like, incredible cr- experience. Um, uh, instantly yeah, I mean, regretted. I would have been a wreck. People would have been like, what's going on? This poor big guy. What's he doing? <laughs> I get it. No, my wife was kind of like, what are you watching? That, that and, was me at brunch. That was me at brunch on Sunday, Jeff. I... I so this was you after you saw that. <laughs> that I did not get to see this gem in the theater. I immediately set a date to watch it with my wife, who knows sign language and who has, an, who has had a number of real CODA children in her classroom before. Wow, I didn't know Shelly knew of sign language. Um, she does, and I knew she would love it as well. She did. Um, oh, yeah. She watched it again with me last night. As I think it was, I think that was her third time seeing it. Um, yeah. And... That again, loved loved it as well. So go ahead. I you Mark, you kind of said your moment in time. Nick, you said yours. But yeah. yeah, this this movie hits you. Um, it's incredible. We might as well get into what works. Um, yeah. Nick, why don't you or Mark? Go ahead. Why don't you start? I mean, I just I just want to keep. I mean, I literally wrote in my notes. Isn't everything? It, this movie is just special to me, and just the the whole concept of a coda. And, and I mean, for lack, I don't know if that's the proper way to meant like to word that but just the just the whole struggle that whole concept of what this girl goes through in her daily life for years and but how such a small movie with as much heart as any movie i think i can i that i think i've ever seen when i like and i and i really tried to rack my brain and think of movies with heart and and you made me laugh when you said Slumdog Millionaire, Nick, because that that was the, that was one of the only movies I could think of, along with City Lights, which is, which is a Charlie Chaplin movie from the '30s. See, it's funny so, how movies work like that because I had a I have another movie that I similarly similarly feel and relate to. That's completely different, and you guys might. This movie always reminds me of Juno because of the relationship the family? with the family. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, I can exactly. see that. And but you and you you always love that movie too. But then yep. I but here I am. I I just love the Rossi family. I love them so much. The teacher in me loves Bernardo Villalobos. He's so good. He's great. He's great. Everything He's in this movie. Oh yeah, everything in this movie it just works. And what can I say? At the end of the day, I'm a sucker for a coming-of-age story that throws in a teacher as a mentor, for Christ's sake. Like, hello, home run for Drummond. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but but hold on. Outside of all that, the setting, you guys, is also very special to me. That rock quarry, I swam in that quarry and jumped off those little cliffs. My aunt lives in Rockport, Massachusetts. That's where they retired. And which is the small town right next to Gloucester, and I, it just blew my mind. But Nico, what worked? You only seen you just seen it once, right? And you're still I just saw it once. Okay, but you just recently saw it. Yeah, so I felt like the first thirty minutes of this movie was actually kind of boring. It felt like an after school special. It just it it didn't really hit, and then from that moment on, I just started peeling back layers of emotion, which got deeper and deeper down the well, and it just it got better as the movie went along and it was just, it hits harder with brilliant surprises. This is your genre. Yeah. Coming to to this story. This is your, this is your wheelhouse. I think a surprising character that I loved was the brother Leo. He kind of reminded me of the brother. Remember when we podcasted fighting with your family? Yeah. He kind of reminds me of that brother a little bit, right? I mean that family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he reminds me, Mark, I don't know if it was you or Jesse that said it, Mark, but his speech, to her reminds me so much of the scene in Goodwill Hunting with Ben Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon. Oh, yeah. But that's also the same speech in Finding with Your Family that they have too, right? When when he that's won't true. talk to her at Christmas when she comes home. It is, it more call. reminded me of Finding with Your Family. Than, yeah, but I, I was thinking Marley Matlin. I mean, she won an Oscar like 40 years ago, and she's. I mean, how beautiful is she and elegant? And I think she leads the way with this cast of pretty much unknown actors. I think if you don't sign her, you don't have a leader in that crew. Well, did you see that um, she was the first one that they hired, Uh the first actor for the film, and that originally the producers for the other two deaf roles wanted to hire um, regular actors because they didn't know that if there was that much depth of talent in like the deaf community for acting. And she threatened to walk if they didn't fill all of the deaf parts with deaf, with, with real deaf actors. That's fantastic. Yeah. And she's like, they were worried they couldn't find the talent. And she's obviously connected to like all of the theater and deaf acting groups in America. You don't have a movie without her. And think about what a payoff that is. Agreed. Right? She did. No, she, that's what I think it's awesome that she took a stand and you don't, you also don't have their uh, best supporting actor winner without her taking that stand. God, I'm just going to say this right now. I am so pissed off about that Will Smith Oscar slap now realizing what it means on a, on a, now that we've all recovered from it and agree I, that's what made me mad at the time i was like this took the shine off of one of the first times i've been happy with the best picture winner in how many years mm-hmm. you're not the only one nick that hasn't been thrilled with some yeah. of the winners but now, the I, now i really and, feel it like after after we recovered now i'm pissed off again you know or something so <laughs> stupid really no, no no i am too but i thought about this and i thought about this from a historical standpoint people that didn't know that that happened and just go and watch this best picture winner years sure. from now sure. they're going to they're going to love this movie and they're not going to know that Will Smith ruined that night for them we're going to know and it's always going to suck for us but 
But that, but I did think of that, and that was like the silver lining for me. And you know, I, you know, I'm the king of silver linings. I'm Mister Optimistic, Mister Positive. Well, so and maybe I did maybe like because see, may, maybe if we're really going stretching silver lining here, maybe because of the controversy, uh, the casual viewers remember this one more, and they're like, "Oh, that's the one with the story about the uh, death family." One best picture, maybe I don't. But I, it is, it does, it is shitty that. That was the storyline the next day instead of this wonderful film. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ruined the moment for that. And he also killed people another way. Another reason why people are going to not see this movie. Because they, they Will Smith dominated the... the instead of a movie. Well, yeah, the next Wait. day. Instead of people that were like reading the yeah. paper and being like, what one best picture I'm going to go right. see? Yeah, we should yeah. check that movie out. Instead, it's like, oh my God, let's stream that slap a hundred times instead. Yeah. yeah. Let's get back on track. What worked, Jeff? Uh, we go to the movies for multiple reasons. To be entertained, to escape, and to be inspired, to learn something, maybe gain a little empathy. Yeah. Um, I laughed, I cried, and I was inspired by this film. The best stories, whether they be movies, books, or TV shows, introduce you and bring you into a new world. This film takes you into three. First, it introduces you to the world of the deaf community and CODA children. Then it introduces you to career the career fisherman community in Massachusetts. And it also ingratiates you to the world of high school show choir. This is not the first movie to take its audience to multiple worlds. However, few films integrate the multiple worlds so flawlessly the way this film does. And every one of those worlds is integral to the story and the character arc. Uh, and I just, it's a very well put together film. A um, couple more notes. I just, the relationships in this film really work for me. Her relationship with her parents, her relationship with her friend, her relation, her, I, even the love relationship kind of worked for me. Um, I'm okay with you if it didn't for you because it might have been the weakest, but it still I thought it still worked for me. But the one that really worked for me was her relationship with her brother. Uh, you see lots of movies. Uh, you often see movies with brothers on film. You see movies with two sisters. You see friendships, but rarely do you ever see a brother and sister relationship. I have a younger sister. Uh, growing up, we fought like cats and dogs. But the minute I left the house and went to college, we became super close. And she really is my best friend. And I really appreciated seeing their relationship on film. And I thought it was special the way it was portrayed. Um, and that's among, I mean, the performances worked. So much of this work. Joni Mitchell, uh, just an incredible choice of a song. Um at the end. Did you really just throw in a Joni Mitchell worked for me reference there? Yeah, hell yes. I mean, wow. <laughs> Look at you. That song's incredible at the end. That was a, be- I, that was a beautiful scene. It's a beautiful scene. The most beautiful part is she signs it for her parents. That, that, so, like, I don't even I care that it's a Joni Mitchell song. That's why I'm laughing that you're, like, over here, like, Joni Mitchell's beautiful. No, that's fine. But, like, uh, like for me, it's this, that she just signs I, it well, for I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. I agree with that, too. But... I but like but I think I think if you choose the wrong song for that last scene, it's not nearly as powerful. 
I think it's yeah, important yeah. to get. I think it's important to get. Definitely the not doing right. any beatboxing or those cups or any of that. Yeah, I love that. Little <laughs> I love dig that. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, the yeah. little dig. The at pitch, pitch perfect. perfect dig. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, so funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was. was so and Pitch funny. Perfect's a good movie, so. It's but I fine. also think I also think if Ruby can't sing, it's also the quality effect is too. Because oh, the first 100%. time you hear her sing, it really hits you. You're like, okay, she, she like this is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. What I mean, Highway. I, can we talk about Highway Rod? How is How is Amelia Jones not nominated? For best yeah, actress. For best actress. Yeah, Highway that is annoying in hindsight. That, I mean, how is this movie not? All right, you saw Lost Daughter. Things, but... Olivia Newman. Who, who was that? <laughs> Olivia who? Coleman. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, get Olivia Coleman off that. <laughs> I didn't see it. That... I haven't seen Lost Daughter. Oh, I, I was going to ask you. Is that did. okay? She yeah. just mopes around a resort at a beach for two hours. <laughs> see, two hours, I, longer I, than two hours. I hated Nicole. I hated Nicole Kidman's performance in being the Ricardos. So I can I can wow. uh, I do, do away with that, with that one. I do not agree with that. She was great in Beginning of the Cardinals. I'm take Olivia Newman Coleman out. Yeah, and, you can yeah. get Olivia yeah. out of there and put Amelia on there for sure. That movie yeah, was okay. just weird. So I get what you're saying, right? Which one with the Lost Daughter? Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird movie. No resolve. <laughs> it's not good. I don't yeah. know why people dug it. Like Maggie Gyllenhaal directed it, right, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was I mean, interested. That's to why see everybody it. like loved it. Fan. Like everybody's like. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's great, so we all got to love her first movie or something. But, I feel like yeah. it's like she's is she the new Sofia Coppola? Because that's how her career know. was. Too. But I mean, Sofia, Sofia Coppola, Coppola was just everything was weird, and you're like, was wait, Sofia why are we Coppola a big actress though? No. Uh, they, uh, yeah, like I just it just the whole thing felt weird. Like I, I'm like, super sad to it. I mean, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I tried to watch it and I fell asleep after 15 minutes and I never went back. You'd fall asleep if you woke up in the morning and watched it. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. not that it's bad. I got, I got no, pro- I got no problem walking away from a bad movie. It's I got just, no problem with it. It's just not. Uh-huh. Re- it's certainly not rewatchable. That's for sure. Well, and I think I just kept watching it waiting for something to happen. But we can all anyways. agree that Miss Jones. Should have been, uh, she should for have been sure. competing for that statue. For um, sure. Nico, is there anything that worked that we didn't talk about? No, we handled it all. Yeah, I thought so. You got a favorite scene, Nico? Yeah, fuck. And it's probably not your favorite scene, but um, it was a scene where she finally told her parents that she wanted to go off to college and they tried to tell her not to, and she told them how exhausting they were. Yeah, that's very, I mean, there's very so many great real. scenes. That was the first, that's, that, that scene. It, just, it didn't make thing. me cry. It made me watery-eyed. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard for her but, to, but, to yeah. build that. To like, think of how hard it is to tell your parents something they don't want to hear. Yeah, and, and she knows that they don't. You know, like she knows how much they need. Well, I, mean, I think situation I think more so. Really, yeah. For personal reasons, that one strikes really hard for me, and I'll talk about that in my conclusion. But uh, yeah, I mean that that was the best scene in the movie, and I think the second best scene is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're doing a steal too. What if one of us uh, has yeah, your yeah, second yeah, best? Yeah, yeah. Well, why go don't you it, just go wait? You gonna <laughs> fire on that or what? No, no, go for it. All right. I mean, when Dad looks around and the whole movie's silent, it's incredible. Yeah, fuck. It, it's incredible. And the first time it happens, it's so incredible and mesmerizing because. Sean Hader, the director, looked at her crew department and said, "We are going to go silent. Not there's not going to hear not like a random tick or anything. It is just dead silence. It is absolutely incredible. You feel every bit of that, and you just it's it it you feel it every like I felt it just as much on the rewatch. It's one of the coolest scenes 
it, it, and it is. It, it's just really clever. It's really clever within the story and the, everything about it. It works so freaking perfect. I, I love, love, love that scene. Yeah, I'm glad and, you brought it up. Cause... Um, it's just, it just, just seeing his when just seeing her dad, and watching his heart light up essentially when he's watching all these people see their emotion from his daughter singing it's just incredible and you feel every bit of it you feel it and so that's why this movie is so great it doesn't have to be technically perfect like dune you know (laughs) it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you know some spectacle in the with with the cinematography and the camera work no give me a good put it this way i mean I, a good, great example of that is Mark. This movie cost them ten million to make, yeah. And App, Apple paid twenty five million to acquire it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which set a record, right? At Sundance, it set a record. It yeah. only ten million to make, but they so well spent that ten million. Yeah. That a big tech company came in and broke the record to yeah. make sure they got to distribute. You know, Ex- explain, explain broke the record. You guys didn't clarify on that. Broke so it's Sundance. So it's Sundance. When movies debut at Sundance, and for anyone that doesn't know, studios bid on them and, and purchase them. These are all independent films that have raised the money to make these movies independently. So now someone, a big studio, can swoop in and buy the rights to them to then, you know, get it out into the world. And so... Apple basically laid down the gauntlet and said, this movie's epic, we know it, and here's $25 million. Okay, so they, they, they broke a record on spending. I already know the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want you guys to clarify it. What I think is great about that scene is that we expected the payoff at the end. We saw her rehearsing. We saw all the montages of her practicing with this big moment, and then it gets there, and we don't even get the full of it. Oh, oh, we don't hear the whole song? Yeah, exactly. That's an incredible that was... moment, too, and that... And that and, and, what makes that special is her performance has no it doesn't matter she could be a terrible singer it doesn't matter like that just in the, it, within the story's realm it for me like it's just this she's this concept of you're gonna go away and you're gonna find your own way in life and you have something you're passionate about go get it type thing and so we i don't think we need to hear that song so i don't think that even surprised me at all I'm glad that you brought it up, though, because it did you, obviously, and it makes sense to talk about, and I'm thinking about it now. And I don't, even think, it, I don't even think it shocks me the second time. And I don't know if it's because we see her practice it so much, and we're also infamous for loving training scenes, whether it's a fighting right. movie or a singing movie, apparently. Well, I said, <laughs> whoa, 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 Top Gun. Whoa, whoa. Training montages. Yeah, yeah. We're during, all fans. Yeah. During Top Gun. Well, that's the other reason I knew Nick would love this movie, because his Nick's favorite kind of movie is a coming-of-age film. His second favorite movie is a is a sports training film, and just like I said, Top Gun was a act was a um, a war movie disguised as a or no a sports movie disguised as a war movie. In many ways, this is a um, coming of age movie or a sports movie disguised as a coming of age movie. Yeah. So um, my favorite. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in on my favorite scene. It hasn't been mentioned yet, and I was shocked. I figured we all had this. Well, That's I have four. So great so about this. I, have um, four I think yours is for my me, second the, favorite. For me, the audition scene. Oh, that, okay. That, that was going to be the best one, Mark. So going. incredibly right. fucking powerful. Oh, okay. And to your point, Mark, the best part of that scene is when she starts signing 
up to her parents. But there's so many great things from the very beginning. Well, yeah, well, you love when her teacher. So, no, this makes sense that you love this. When her teacher saves. Ah, <laughs> uh, good dig, good dig. Um, from the very beginning, when her teacher saves her, and fucks up on the keyboard yeah. to give her that second start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Super That's cool, good. super cool moment. Uh, it is. I mean, to, a little weird that he just, like, randomly shows up from the shadows, but, you know, I, I let it go. He was there for her. He was there for her. I know, uh, no, I was, know, but he's, like, you know. He, he, I mean, this girl can't we'll show it. up on time. This girl can't show up on fucking time. I know, we'll get he knows, I don't want to ruin He knows that she's not bringing her damn, he knows she's not bringing her damn, call her damn music she can. God, like, man, right? He's got to, I mean, he's got to be there for her. Um, <laughs> and we'll get into that later a little bit, too. But. Just she starts. It's just an incredible moment, and I know I've spent a good amount of time on this podcast making fun of and criticizing montages. This might be the best montage ever done on film. Um, that montage at the end of that scene when she's singing is so beautifully constructed. Yeah, and I apps. I mean, showing her on the boat, showing the mom then getting along with the other hearing fishermen wives and basically um to the way that they edited and put together her getting into school with her cutting back and forth between her going up to the teacher's house and then the computer it was just so money again i'm going to say it they chose the right song um but i I also had three scenes written down Um, oh i want my second one how come you gotta you gotta go you gotta go first on the uh you got to go second on the first one. How do you go second on the second one? Does I'm your going second, second scene involve a truck? Singing to the, no, it's singing to the dad. Yes, it involves a truck. Dad and Ruby on the truck. I was. Just go ahead, Mark. I set it up. I'll let you. You did Let's set go. it up. Uh, no, it's just, it's a really, it's a, I mean, that's a Powerful. tearjerker moment right there. Of course. Like watching dad feel her, her sing it. Just, it's just his hands on her throat and just feeling it and telling, you know, go louder so he can feel it. And it's just, it's just so powerful. And God, it just grabs you, man. It just, there's just multiple scenes that grab you. Um, and, and I, yeah, well, the last 33 minutes of this film is pure magic because yeah. my third, my third favorite was the one already mentioned the performance scene with, uh, when it goes silent. Like yeah, from yeah. the minute the minute we get to the performance to the end of this film, even the scene is before absolutely though, right? the incredible. scene before though with her and her, with her and the mom. With, yes, yeah, that's a really. Yes. I think that's the tip. Like that's the okay. Get your Kleenex ready because here like, we go. From then on, I mean, it's, to your to your point, Nick. I was it was a movie I was really really enjoying, but a little after school, especially. To what the fuck am I watching? Why is this movie doing this to me right now? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's an and, amazing, like, last 33 minutes of this film. So the second... Yeah, I mean, it just builds into something really special, basically. And, and it's and, because all the stuff that comes before builds up to it. I mean, everything in this movie's great. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't... I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And if you were... On the rewatches, I'm sure Jeff would agree, because he, he's seen it multiple times... The, it doesn't feel it, the the you don't really get the whole after school special vibe on the rewatch that you, you don't that do you did the, the very first, first time you watch it just because a hundred percent mark yeah just because you just you, it's just a special movie in your heart at this point you just kind of feel all these characters at this point you love, love the characters and you're yeah. happy to get to spend more time and there's little side things like there's a one of that the fishermen yep. 
one of the fishermen is kind of he's a he's a ruby fan and you see early on one of the guys on the docks or whatever down on the wherever you know kind of is a ruby guy and then he's at the choir he's at the he's at the performance yep and you, i caught you, that on you, the rewatch too i did not see, catch that the first time you, you, yeah you don't catch it the first time either you see him just you see him how how like special how big of a fan he is of ruby's and it's a, it's a, it's you know it's that whole small community vibe. It's nice. It's a really good special moment, and you you catch that. You catch these things on the rewatch. So, um, but yeah, I, I, the, for anyone watching it the first time, you totally get for the first half of that. You're totally getting that whole you know. Like, I, you're, you you na- you nailed like, that, Nick. With, with Mr. Like when Mr. V is going around like passing out instruments, and you're like, yep, "All yep. right, come on, man, we're getting a little cheesy here. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> we're like we're tiptoeing a line right here. Let's uh, let's get back over here." And, and they and do. Then they, they stick the landing. They stick they the landing. They, they definitely they throw Joni Mitchell in, yeah. and they know how to like to finish <laughs> it off right. <laughs> I did not know that I would be just, sitting on a damn pod geez. defending Joni Mitchell tonight. This is great. Um, I mean, my, uh, Anita, Anita from Almost Famous would love you right now. Zoe Deschanel's <laughs> character loves you right now. Hey, hey, I loved. She had a great character. She was a great character in that. Movie. I know. I, 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 know. I have no qualms about this. No. Um, <laughs> what? All right. Favorite scene. What? Are, best quotes. All, any, any more any scenes, scenes? Nick? No. no. You guys covered them all. I'm glad that you covered. That was your favorite scene. We, so I'm glad that we I talked about the. Still have, we talked about the brother and the sister scene. I do think that was an important scene to mention. Um, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it was awesome. But yeah, best quotes. Um, Mark, go ahead, since you got cheated out of saying your second scene. No, no, no. Before I got to I say mean, my first before quotes I Quotes are tough scene, in this apparently. movie because we... Um, well, yeah, I want you to sign it. Unfortunately, we're audio, and so we don't have a camera. Okay. I, I, could, I wish I could do some sign language on camera for people, but... If we if if this was a YouTube pod, I would have made us sign everything. But, but uh, it is not, so... I, I, early on, Frank has he signs a great line where he says, "You know why God made farts smell so deaf people could enjoy them too." That's you know, a great that's little. We joke. haven't mentioned enough of that. One it, of the reasons this movie is so great is how funny it is. I didn't think it's funny at all. I hated um, all the jokes. I gotta be real. None of so it. So you hated the yeah. Rossi family, like? Yeah. yeah, I did. I hated the scene. I actually, we'll get into the scenes that didn't work and everything that didn't work. But sorry, I didn't mean to chime in on that. Oh, it the comedy is. You know what's funny about that? is this film originally got an R rating. Yeah. And they pushed back really hard um, for a PG-13. And one of the reasons is, is the deaf community, I guess, I didn't know this, I guess they're kind of famous for being pretty raunchy. And they said it really captured the deaf community super well because they like dirty jokes and they're like, it's just a thing that they they tell lots of raunchy jokes and um, different things. I thought that I thought that was super interesting. But I, oh man, I thought the dad was hilarious in this movie. Mark, am well, I on here? And they make up scenes. They make up the, like the the, you know, they had cuss words that were, you know, he calls her like a shit nugget, or she calls him whatever a shit the nugget. one he does in the beginning, or no, she calls him in the beginning. The sign she does for it. it so, oh my god, I, I was reading, a, I was reading a, an article on Variety of uh, an interview with the director Sean Hader and. She was talking about how, uh, or you know, originally, like there was, you know, a scene where he called where the brother where Leo calls Ruby a twat waffle, <laughs> and he signs it, and he signs like steam coming off the waffle, and she talked about how 
in the deaf community, they would, they, you know, they just really just kind of get into it with certain words that they kind of have to, you know. I was reading. Okay, you're explaining it better than I explained, Mark. That so that's basically perfect. act out. And Troy Troy Kotzer is infamous for it, and he really gets into it. And he um, he he he. he, he it's just to put a helmet, just, to put a condom on scene is fucking yeah, the, yeah. They put a helmet on scene, basically, and, yeah. and they the way they do it, they 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 just they do it the first time, and then they do it better the next time because they've now done it one time essentially, and so now they know how to like make it even better. And more than once it, on that airplane, did I laugh yeah. out loud and have some people look over like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Watching. Yeah, that's funny that you didn't like any of the family, uh, you know, dynamic. Like the, the the family dirty humor dynamic. I, d- I did not actually. I, I thought those. I thought the worst scene is the one you just mentioned. But again, yeah. like I had that in my notes is uh, what didn't work and the things that didn't work. I just I, it felt hokey. It felt forced. It felt. It see, felt, it didn't it, to me. It felt see, real. It felt natural me. and funny. Yeah, to me. it feels I, natural and real. That down. We're in quotes right now, and my quote was uh, the quote is. Tinder is something we can do as a family. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I cracked up too. God, and Nico hated that whole scene. I yeah. dude the the set like the scene at the doctor when she tells him uh, even when even when she plays with her oh, ability the to be the interpreter. Yeah, that was the scene I read says, about the jock. You can never have you, you you can never have sex again. The quotes are limited for this, but uh, I I love I love the teachers comment about the duet where he you know he says it's a duet that means you do it together it's literally in the word besides besides dick and fart jokes and half the movies that nick claims to be his favorite films ever um what else didn't work fellas um uh well most of the movie works for me I guess there's one thing that, if I'm being nitpicky, and then you can play devil's advocate and say it's part of, like, you know, I, I kind of want a scene where Ruby just explains her situation a little bit more to Mr. B, <laughs> to Bernardo, but um, outside of that, like, I was kind of annoyed that she doesn't just pick up the phone and call him, like, hey, I have yeah. a... TV interview I got to do for my parents in the new business. Now you're a teacher. You are a teacher, though, Mark. Do kids often do kids often do that, or are they often afraid to or too um, embarrassed? Too embarrassed. I, I mean, in her situation, if everything's important. You, to her. I think like, every teacher said, would. I think every teacher would like for the student to do that. But no, I was but just I, curious like, if they. But if they she do tries that. to like text him, like, but you know, and she says it's important. It just I don't know. For me, I just felt like the it would have been a nice thing. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a scene, and and you could argue that we don't have that scene because he's being a tough ass to her. Because the only way she's gonna make it is if people are tough to her, and he's not gonna coddle her. Which I'm on board with that too. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. That's why it's like a bit of a nitpick more than a what didn't work. Does the romance work for you guys? Eh, I didn't really care enough, and there's really no closure there. So it's just more like eh. I I we, went back we and probably forth. don't I, need I enjoyed... the makeout scene on the log, but. If now that I think about it, it you know, kids in I got, high school I got like no making out it. with each other. So. I got no problem with it. So, I yeah. uh, actually one thing, one small thing that I didn't, I didn't like how Gertie disappeared in the storyline. Obviously, she dated 
uh, Ruby's brother, but it, it, it seemed like she's going to be a major character in the beginning. And I love that scene where they're talking about sex, listening to records in her bedroom. I thought that was a much-needed scene that showed us that Ruby actually did have somewhat of a normal adolescenthood, I guess. I, I really I, liked I, it, I but then she, she just kind of disappeared in the role. movie. Yeah. She plays an important role in the performance. I think yeah. so. What, by holding hands? Yeah, holding hands? She's literally telling the family how good, yep. How good yep. she is. Yep, Jeff's and absolutely like, right. And these are things you catch more on the rewatch. And, and I, I'm, I'm on board. I think Gertie's fine. I love the scene with where she hooks up with the brother. Actually, I that romance worked for me more maybe than the uh, the main leads. But the thing is, I actually really enjoyed the scene where they. It was totally a teenager thing to do to go and go cliff diving. I've been cliff diving. I know you have, Nick. It's pretty fun. So I enjoyed the scene and the coming of age fan in me like loved all of it. But I don't know if the romance worked for me or not. And I don't know if it worked didn't work because I didn't like. I feel like their chemistry is. I don't know if I really liked was huge on that actor the the one that played on uh, miles I, or am i being too harsh no he sucked but um, yeah i didn't love him either but yeah and everybody knew it that's probably probably why we didn't hear that performance either because they're like you know she's a really good singer but he's pretty bad so well, i mean he did not just, he did not get into berkeley let's just mute the duet <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a little they'll like he'll get some mumbling out during the practices and she'll shine and then so yeah maybe that was the whole reason uh, so career corner i thought we mark i don't know if you prepared anybody but um if you did okay before we before you jump into miss marley um sean hater she's the one that championed this movie wrote and uh wrote and directed it and or adapted it and all that good stuff right she got her start on Orange is the New Black. That's pretty much the only thing she'd ever really done before this. And she wrote in a ton of episodes of that. And But <clears throat> I was just back referencing that interview I read on Variety by uh, Rebecca Rubin. I have in my notes here and some quotes. As a hearing person, Hayter was aware she was approaching deaf culture as an outsider, yet she reveled in the research period, an affinity she discovered about herself while she was a writer on Orange is the New Black. There was a joke that I was the person who researched how to make a bomb out of things in the commissary. Hayter says of working on the Emmy-winning Netflix series that takes place at a women's correctional facility, I'm probably on every Homeland Security watch list because of the things I googled while working on that show. And so with CODA, that meant going beyond learning American Sign Language. That meant immersing herself in books and personal essays about deaf culture, delving deep into ASL and its regional dialects. It's like having a Boston accent, she says, also gave Hayter an unexpected opportunity to expand her arsenal of profanities. I love to swear, says the director. Being introduced to ASL and having a whole other way to swear was the best for me. So I just, I had that in my notes. She just seemed like a really fun person that was super passionate about this. And I didn't see if, like, I, I didn't see anywhere where she had deaf family members or anything. So it just, it, it came out. Of, did you see that anywhere, Jeff, by chance? I did not. I yeah. Did not and know. so it just really felt like, you know, how, you know, certain people, they just find a passion about certain things and run with it. And that feels like what happened here totally. And I think she's going to end up bankrolling a whole career because of it. And kudos to her because she's, you know, kind of just starting out. Wrote a bunch of episodes of Orange is the New Black and now hit a home run with Coda. And I'm pretty sure the sky's the limit. 
So yeah. Um, but anyways, back to Marley, who won an Oscar as a kid uh, many, many, many moons ago for being uh, the you know uh, the uh, what was that? Children of a Lesser God for me. In Children, she was discovered by. Did you see? Yeah. She was discovered by Henry Winkler. I did not see uh, that. The Fonz. When she was when she was thirteen, um, she was performing for the internet. At the age of seven, she debuted with the International Center for Death of Deafness and Arts. And at the age of thirteen, he discovered her on stage, and he um, recommended her for the role. A couple like several years later, at the age of twenty one, for Children of a Lesser God, um, in nineteen eighty six, where she is one of the youngest actors ever to receive the Oscar um, for Best Actress. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mark. No, 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 um, no. That, that was it. I mean, I just I was segueing it into you. She was the only deaf nominee and recipient in any category for 36 years until 2022, mm. when her co-star, um, Troy, who plays the dad, won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, Troy Kota. Kotsar, yeah. But yeah, in the, huh. he was the first deaf huh. male actor, right? Yeah. She has appeared in almost every TV show you can imagine. She's in that famous scene. She's that. She's in that pretty famous Seinfeld episode where um, Jerry dates her, so she can be, and likes dating her because she can lip read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's won. She's been nominated and won primetime Emmys. Mm-hmm. Um, nominated and won the Golden Globe. Um, really, the most de- like I said, really the most famous and decorated deaf actress ever. Uh, oh yeah, her, for sure. Hands down. Incredibly impressive filmography, and I just I felt like we would be remiss to not focus on her for career corner. Anything I missed on that, Nick or Mark? No, no. I just yeah, I'm glad you touched on her because I wanted to touch on uh, our writer and director. So perfect. We're into medals. We are into. Can I go first? Yes, yeah. of course. I assume yeah. the joke writers get the gold. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Okay, I'm gonna ask this up front. Is anybody giving Apple TV uh, medal? No. no. Fuck no. No, I'm not giving. You, Apple you can. Medal. You can. I don't you know can. why. I'm, 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 gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go backwards here. I'm gonna give it the gold. I think that they they left Netflix in the dust with this movie. Netflix has been trying way harder to win these awards and to get this content. You were you were making fun of that TV show Stranger Things before we got on this pod about how hard they've been chasing this thing, right? And they finally thought they had it. With for the, the record, the I dog. love Stranger Things. Yeah, the record, I love Stranger Things. They had it, and then they munson it away to. A no, they munson. You're 100 percent right. I, on our Oscar pod, I joked about how they were the big lo- Netflix was the big loser. They've been trying I mean, this for wow. years. Apple, Apple comes into the comes in and out the gate. Keep going, Nick. I love it. I mean, their content is just one tenth of what Netflix has, and I just, I mean, they left them in the dust, so they get the gold medal. So I know I'm going backwards. I am giving Ruby Rossi. Nobody cares about the rest of your medals now. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're I'm giving her kidding. silver. And then I'm giving Marley Matlin the bronze because she carried this whole cast. I I, wa- I enjoyed what even though Troy Kosur, as you call him, in Kotzer won the Oscar. I think she kind of outdid him, but that's not fair because she's been doing it for 36 years, you said. But I, I think they probably looked where, as far as leadership goes, the whole time filming this thing, and she's metal worthy. Uh, but the music teacher, uh, Bernardo. Bernardo, Bernardo. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Honor- uh, Jeffrey, medals? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, this one, this one was tough. There's a lot of my honorable mention goes to the director, as John Hader. Very well put together movie that doesn't miss a beat. As I said, the I usually make fun of and criticize montages. That that was the best use of a montage I've, I've seen in film. Um, <laughs> the bronze goes There's to. A good montage. The training. You're gonna have to help me out here. Too. You have to help me out here, Mark. Eugenio Derbez. Oh, yeah, well, he's Spanish, so I'm guessing it's Eugenio Derbez. Ooh, I he love, I love my, your accent. <laughs> I love my he accent. wins my, yeah, Eugenio, I'm not going to try to replicate that. I'm just going to go with it. Eugenio Derbez. He's fantastic. He owns that role. He makes it his own. Uh, I like so many, so many scenes that I love and I like are in this film are like, we mentioned we love a training montage but he's so good in him and he's so good as that he's the only one in this not the only one i mean but he's the one in this film his character that's truly looking out for ruby and that's why it's somewhat devastating when she's showing up late and not making it to some of her appointments because we we can see it as the audience that he has her best interests at heart for something where he has very little to gain where so many other characters in this movie, not that they don't care about Ruby, but they don't, they're thinking of themselves over her. And um, he had to make my medal stand. Um, the performance is fantastic. Um, Troy Kotzer wins my silver. I think he's awesome. Um, he mostly wins it for his fantastic humor that just, it's, it's hard to not stop laughing at in the film. <laughs> just kidding, Nako. Not, I think he's fantastic. <laughs> but I gotta throw the digs. Best actor deserved. Best, I mean, best supporting actor deserved. He's he's tender in that scene in the truck we mentioned. He's funny in the comedic scenes. He is the proper amount of angry when he stands up in the uh, like kind of the town hall and the yeah. different the fishing um, scene, the fishery scene, or whatever. I, I he does it all. He gets my silver. The gold, this was easy for me. Amelia Jones. It, highway Robbery, she's not... Highway Robbery, she's not nominated for Best Actress. She is incredible in this film. I cannot wait to see what she does next. This oh. is her um, Winter's Bone moment. Yeah, oh my god. Great, great analogy, Mark. Great analogy, yeah. She could have like, one hell of a career right around the corner, and we just don't know it and yet. I, and she, she did it. She put on an American accent for this. I didn't even realize until prepping for this role... I was watching um, interviews for her on the uh, late night circuit. She's British. Yeah, and, has and a she's on the TV British show. British accent plays a main role. I just I uh, I forget. I didn't name. know. I didn't even know that. So it's a British show. So all the time, people get credits for doing accents, and um, she's doing an American one, and I didn't even notice. Um, her singing's incredible. If she doesn't, if she do, if she doesn't end up in a lot of movies, it's probably because she has an incredible career on Broadway. Because that that ability to sing and act is rare, she could also yeah. probably be a pop star if she wanted. I like she. She spent nine months learning sign language and taking and with singing lessons, lessons, and, yep. and 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 learning how to use a fishing trawler too. She took lessons on that simultaneously. Got a little Let's Tom Cruise in her, learning how to do yeah, everything. You got all those fishing I, scenes too. You got anyway, she's language. my gold. Yeah. Sorry. But, Sorry, Apple. You only you don't you don't get a medal. You just get the world we live in. 
I mean, they did get an Oscar. They did get a statue. And yeah, I mean, who needs who needs our fucking medals when you're getting a statue? Yeah, they get they get a hundred some bucks for me a month. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> they, they get uh, so uh, my honorable Mark mention Kira. also went to Eugenio Derbez, Mr. V. Bernardo. Uh, I thought he was great. Every time you use your accent, I love it. I love it. I thought he was great. Oh, I only I overemphasize it because of how he does in the opening. Like when he introduces himself, I, that scene just cracks me up. Like I'm just like he's really intense about his name, <laughs> and because I can roll my R's, I like I get into it. <laughs> he's so funny too. That like that he's like such a perfect teacher. That like cheesy joke he does at the beginning of the performance when he's like, I don't know what they call me behind my back. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, such yeah, like yeah. a cheesy teacher joke that would be made. Yeah. No offense, mm-hmm. Mark. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, keep going. Uh, my bronze went to Troy Kotzer, uh, Frank, the dad, Frank Rossi, the matriarch of the Rossi family. Yeah, I thought he was great too. So everything about him, I totally dug. My so silver, funny. I gave. I gave to Amelia Jones, Ruby. It's, it's, it's Ruby's movie. It really is. Um, but as you can probably mention, I kind of played my, or imagine, I kind of played my poker hand with uh, my career corner. I really did just really give my, my gold, I thought, I, I had no problem giving it to Sean Hader, the, the director, who just kind of came out of nowhere and just found this passion for this story and adapted this foreign film and made it her own and was super passionate and getting it made and you know nico just gave his gold to the company with all the money so <laughs> i gave it to the hey. one that did all the work so <laughs> they bought a gold they bought a gold statue for 25 million yeah. no i'm teasing million. i'm teasing nobody netflix sees it without been, apple so net, I'm, oh 100 okay 100 and you, you know what leading up to this netflix thinks they've got the oscar in their hand of power of the dog and then all of a sudden the odds oh, yeah. flip well, Netflix I mean, has been I mean spending, not only that, let's put it this Netflix way. Over thought the years, they had it Netflix, one with Roma. They... Oh, yeah, no, over yeah, the years, right. Netflix has spent way more than $25 million trying to get that Oscar. How many, how many times has Netflix months in the Oscars? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's they really months in with year Roma for, and Power of the Dog. It's been a rough sure. year for, for Netflix. They should have spent $30 million on Coda. They have an Oscar. For, <laughs> no. Think about that. The, the cost of Coda was, was nice one episode right of, nice of Stranger Things. <laughs> it's... A hundred percent. I thought that had to be no. That five million would have outbid Apple, and they'd nice have their uh, <laughs> they'd have their statue. But uh, it's getting late, and we've kind of already been pondering here. But uh, we we can make it official, Jeff. You, anything keep you up late with uh, with yeah. Coda? Oh, there's there's a few things. So, I love this category. <laughs> I got does, one too. I got one. Does Miles just stay in town? When he doesn't get into Berkeley, and let's say Ruby bombs the audition and she doesn't get into Berkeley, was that her plan? Have you have any of these kids ever heard of a damn safety school? Um, hey, they, they broke up by Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh no! Oh, Nick, you stepped on my last. Uh, next, oh, I gotta go right into it. <laughs> you bring this up on everyone. This is yeah, always yeah, your I mean, party. We, we, we knew this was We know it's coming. Yeah, we yeah, knew it was coming. How long you wanted to know how? I said, Nick, when's this for you? Does Miles break up with her Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, or spring break? Definitely Thanksgiving break. I agree. That's when all high school sweethearts make. Now, does he wait till she comes back? I made it Valentine's. Or does he make? Or does he make the trip? Does he make the like early trip to visit so he doesn't even have to deal with no. Thanksgiving? Yeah, we know how these things work. They hang out over Thanksgiving <laughs> break and they fake it and then they go back to their lives and then the phone call comes. 
and then it's over. All right. I, I, the phone call does come, and I, but I made it to Valentine's Day. Speaking that. of Miles, <laughs> does he kind of get to the? I do remember that, Mark. I do remember that. I love you guys have known each other so long that you actually remember that part of Mark's life. I was in life. the dorms, man. That was rough, man. It was 22 was he, years ago. Was he crying in his dorm, Jeff? No, no, no. I was... I she, she might have been. She might have um, been, yeah. yeah speaking of... I felt bad. Speaking of Miles, he kind of gets the shaft, huh? Ruby is late to almost all of her practices. <laughs> he stays committed to the audition from the beginning. Yet his teacher only shows up for her audition. <laughs> and while he bombs his. Um, additionally, throughout the film, his girlfriend doesn't talk to him for weeks. Not because of just because his best friend can't keep his mouth shut. Now he doesn't even get to Berkeley because his spot was taken by his new girlfriend. And he has to be the weird towny <laughs> boyfriend who visits on the weekends and gets dumped over Thanksgiving. You know what kept me up past midnight? I was sitting there the other night, and I was thinking, God, you know, there'd be some different things in my world if I if I were a coda. Like, uh, you know, I, I was you, you could sneak out of the house pretty easily. You could, <laughs> you could borrow mom's car pretty easily. You could sneak into the kitchen pretty easily. Uh, that's that's what I was I. You, you went, yeah, but they're uh, more sensitive. They're more sensitive to other things, like the light going on when you're like leaving. They're probably more sensitive. Well, they, I mean, the the alarm light doesn't even work for Frank. He, well, yeah, she's Frank, gotta come in and take awesome. a pillow to him. <laughs> a pillow to the the pillow to the head wake up call. I did have a pondering. I did wonder how he woke up once she was in college, um, or if he just slept through the uh, fishing fishing days. <laughs> Um, does the brother and the best friend do they get married and live happily ever after Nick you're the romantic um, no I th- actually do think they do yeah, yeah I think they I think do too, too actually I think yeah. that they are like I think they are together it. I 100% yeah. agree that was all my ponderings yeah um, no, I, I hear you anything else we've missed I don't have much actually a lot of it was the Sundance acquisition I had a Marley Matlin but uh, a lot of that Oscar stuff was pretty fascinating to me but you covered most of it Mm. Uh, was, all the interpreters on set they were all codas which then got me wondering I'm assuming I wonder if a lot of interpreters are codas I, it, make, uh, it would make sense it would make it would, sense exactly it would make sense that's what I thought too uh, um, there's this movie was actually hev- heavily criticized by some um, the deaf community was split on this movie I saw um, that yeah about half loved it but about half felt that they made them look more helpless than they really were. Um, reason being, they would, you would never have a court case without an interpreter there. That's just against the law. Um, the, uh, the scene in the fishing boat's pretty realistic, though. They act, the Coast Guard actually has a pretty bad history of imposing serious restraints on deaf boaters. Yeah. But they almost always lose in court when yeah. challenged. Yeah, they get thrown because, out. Because um, the ADA, and they have yeah. to take reasonable account for the different current technologies there are that can assist the deaf and hearing and hard of hearing. And um, as long as they apply for those things, they can sail all the boats they want. Um, I found that I thought that that was interesting. I also have in my notes the one other thing I have that we didn't mention. Uh, the fishing scenes—they were all legit, real—and the casting yeah, they were really crew. Fishing. 
the cast and crew actually had an observer show up one day and they had to limit <laughs> they had too many people on the boat they had to kick a couple of people that were working on the scene off because they they exceeded their maximum occupancy according to the observer that was real it's one of only six films to win the uh, Academy Award for Best Picture without being nominated for being for Best Director. Yeah. Last film to sweep everything it was nominated for since Jeff's favorite franchise, oh God, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Technically, The Return of the King. Which, I mean, how many things? That was nominated for like 10 things, right? And it won I, Mark, everything. I actually watched that Oscars with you like 20 years ago. The which the Return of the King yeah, Oscars? Yeah, that Oscars. I think we were in Vegas at somebody's house party. I, remember, I still remember it. Wow, we were probably at Chris's, then, yeah. my house. Yep, it was an apartment actually. But yeah, in Vegas. At the scene at the, in the scene at the end when Ruby signs "I love you," if you mm. notice, she crosses her two index fingers. Yeah, which is which, "I love you" very much. Which actually right? means "I really love you." Yeah, yeah right. it's an extra amount of. I thought that was cool. And I I'd never that. seen that. And I, I, yeah, I looked that up too once. Uh, the first time because i was like well that's some form of i love you but it obviously means something a little different and as we I, mentioned at the beginning coda is a play on two different word meanings um, yeah we see well that in the film. montage we yes we do because the coda symbol is right there in the yeah yep on yep. his notes to her but only like you gotta have some musical you know background yeah. knowledge to you got to have Apple TV yeah. where you can zoom in. By the way, I do kind of like that. I kept that on the rewatch this time. How like the audition people are kind of like they kind of roll their eyes at this. Like, wait a sec, you're here just because some you know alumni gave you a letter of recommendation who's a teacher somewhere, and you kind of really like I don't know. I'm just in the feels so much the first time, but I really felt that. I really felt that just the second time around. Like, damn, man, they they don't even. They don't care about Ruby right now. <laughs> I just want to get out I, of there. Go to dinner. Things you might have missed in this podcast. I, in case you were listening, Apple, I do want to point out that you did get a medal today. Thank you for hosting us on your wonderful podcast network. Yeah, this is true. Apple, you did get a you, uh, Final thoughts, Nico? You know, I... Yeah. My... I have to work with my parents too. And I think that that part of the movie really hit home with me and it just really struck me. It's my favorite aspect of this movie because there's so many times where running a business with your parents, as I do, nobody knows about probably that listens, but where you have to make those sacrifices. And that was my favorite part where Ruby had to step up and do what was best for the family. And it just, those were the scenes that actually really made me want to cry. And it just, this one really was special to me for that reason. And so I hope everybody finds their own special meaning in this and really enjoys it. And I hope it spreads over the next five to ten years and everybody sees it. So too. I, and that was good stuff, Nico. Jeffrey, final thoughts? I mean, I said a lot of it. What else can yeah, I say? This is, just, this is a special movie. Um, it's, I, I mean, it's held up on the first four rewatches within three months. I can't imagine it's not going to hold up for the next ten years. So That's I do hope. think that those... I do think those critics are wrong. Um, we'll we'll see if we're still pod, podcasting, which I hope we are. In ten years from now, we'll revisit this and we'll see how we feel about this movie. Then I would love um, that, but I love it. It'll never be crashed. And we so should we should tell all of our friends great. to spread the word and keep watching it too. That's what I've been doing the last two days. Yeah, no, I yeah I completely agree. Um, you know, this movie at the end of the day just gives me all the feels and. 
I'm talking serious happy tears flow from my eyes when watching this film. And it tugs at my heartstrings like not many other movies can do. So it's it's officially a special, special movie because it did the same exact thing on the rewatch that it did the initial viewing. And sometimes that doesn't happen. And when it does, though, it's it's magic. It's movie magic. And that's what I got with this movie. And Jeff mentioned it earlier that, you know, different movies fill different voids for everybody. And this definitely, you know, fills... This is a, this is a fill-your-bucket kind of movie. So uh, I hope uh, everybody loves it as much as we did. And... On behalf of Jeff, Nick, and myself, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. We'll be back soon. Take care, everybody.